Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Tell Us a Good Story. Here is part two of our conversation with three-time world champion and WWE Hall of Famer, Diamond Dallas Page. DDP. Well, you guys, I know what it's like to work with my husband on this podcast. However, Dallas got to work with his real-life wife, Kimberly, when they were at WCW. What were the fans' reactions when they found out that Kimberly was actually his wife? And Dallas shares the story of what it meant for his wrestling career when Macho Man Randy Savage let DDP beat him. Apparently, wrestling legends don't let you just beat them without a fight. And Dallas talks about going on Shark Tank to present his business idea for DDP Yoga. Can't wait for you to hear part two of our conversation. Conversation with Diamond Dallas Page. I'm Kevin. And I'm Stephanie. And during our marriage, we have dealt with an electrocution, a brain tumor, brain surgery. Then doctors telling us that children were not in our future, followed by miscarriage, and then Kevin's cancer diagnosis. However, today, we live a life completely healed and restored with three healthy children who doctors said were not possible. And we're here to tell stories that inspire, give hope, and brighten your day. Welcome to Tell Us a Good Story. Okay, friends, before we get to this episode, just a friendly reminder to please hit the subscribe button on YouTube and Apple Podcast or give us a review. Five stars, please. (laughs) In our world, this is super, super important because it will help with the algorithm to make it easier for people to find us. And thank you for sharing our post across your social media. That really helps with engagement and with us getting guests. Yes. So, hey, if you want us to keep working our way up to talking to Chip and Joanna, please share us with your friends. But regardless, thank you for listening to tell us a good story all right next fun fact so dallas actually worked in professional wrestling with his real life wife now Mm ex-wife kimberly page in 1997 ddp began a feud with macho man randy savage and on wcw uncensored macho man and miss elizabeth revealed to the world that dallas and the leader of the nitro girls kimberly page were actually married in real life Uh uh-huh so dallas what were the fans' reaction? Did they just lose their minds when they realized you were actually married in real life? Well, she and I, she'd been my ballet since I was nobody. And I called them Diamond Doll. And when we got WCW, a lot of them were Kim's friends. And one day, Eric Bischoff said, why don't you just use your wife? Go, you know, she's one of those beautiful women I've ever seen. But she's out there. Like, you can tell. Like, like she feels what you're going through. So I said, okay, yeah, sure. All right, I will. Well, Randy, who was one of the biggest names of all time, probably like he's on everybody's Mount Rushmore, you know, you didn't get to say, I want to work with Randy. Randy had to say, I want to work with him. And that's what he did. He asked to work with me and he pretty much controlled his own destiny. You know, no one told him he's losing. Like, if he wants to put you over, he will. If he doesn't, then that's the way it is. And yeah, I just cared about working with him because it was automatically going to elevate me to a different spot. But after they did that to Kim, I'll never forget being in the back and Liz and Randy are talking about it. And you have to understand, Elizabeth, she was like Kim. She was graduated with her master's from Kentucky University. Kimberly graduated with her master's from Northwestern at 21. Oh my and gosh. Both of those women had incredibly smart. They never watched wrestling before. They she had met Randy when he was playing baseball or whatever, but uh we're in, the, in wrestling just because I guess God's will. I don't know. But they would never have been involved in wrestling. Yeah. And 
here they are. And Liz has been around it for 10 years by that time. But Kim, on this side of it, being involved in a heavy angle, Kim says, well, Randy, no, I'm pretty physical. So if you need to grab me and pull me and do whatever you're used to, do whatever you want. I went, no, no, no like he'll grab you. Like he was like, what you, what you saw was what you got with Rick. And he really did talk like this. You might have been a little lower at times, but you talk just like that. You know, like it was really amazing. So coming into the pay-per-view, we built it up on TV every week. It's my first main event. Okay. I've been lifted to the stratosphere over what would seem like overnight, but it was, if you add the managing that I did, it was a nine year overnight success. <laughs> you know? Yes. Now, so many people think that, oh, God, boy, you're going to push your moon. The only guy I saw to ever do that was Goldberg. And Goldberg looked the part. He was an unbelievable athlete. And he spent six years or seven years in the NFL. NFL, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he played, he paid his dues on a different field, and he was as real as real could be. Um, and that's why he still was over and still wrestled last year at 53 or whatever that is. But uh, we're coming into the pay-per-view. And you have to understand, you know, like we talked about working 26 days in a month. Yes. You know, like that would have been one of those months where every night I'm in a different town. I may have flown to that town or might have driven 100, 200, 300 miles to the next town, to the next town, to the next town. And me and Randy were in the main event everywhere. And every night I either got attacked by the NWO and Randy dropped those elbows there's nothing fake about Randy Savage at 256 pounds, six foot one, propelling himself 17 feet in the air and landing on your rib cage. Oh. The first time he did it, I thought the left side of my rib cage had opened up on my guts around the map. Like nothing fake, a zero fake about it. And especially, he was 44 then. I was about to turn 41. So when you're at that age, you're doing that. You're, the guy's your crash pad. Mm-hmm. You know, and right. that's just the way it is. So Randy, you know, we were in the locker room. And it's the night before the pay-per-view. And every night, the NWO kills me. Or I might catch Virgil or Bagwell with a diamond cutter. And I escape through the crowd and people go crazy. But I never got the Randy. Well, on this night, Arn Anderson, who's like the agent in charge of the matches, says, so Randy, what do you want to do tonight? I'm I'm just going to get beat up again, you know? And he goes, mm. he looks up and he goes, I think you want to take the diamond cutter. Really? And, yeah. And... Orrin, who at one time had told me, and I love Arn Anderson, but we had our disagreements in, in the past. He had told me at one time earlier, and it was out of anger, but he told me I was never going to be a top guy. And it was something we were both heated on, and, and it was a booking meeting, but he basically told me, unless Bing, Luger, Blair, or Randy puts you over in the middle, that's what we call Beating someone to bar, they put you over. They did you the favor. Okay. Uh, because a lot of the guys who did the favor 
could beat that out of a guy. You know, you got to get with your ego and realize you're kind of like wrestling. You're an actor. You're a stuntman. You're an acrobat. You're a rock star. And you're a gladiator and a truck driver. <laughs> all of those in one. So Arn looks at me. He goes, well, uh, Diamond, I, I hope you realize what this could do for your career. I said, uh, yeah, I think I do. And I really didn't, but I thought I did. And that night, it didn't mean anything because there was 11,000 people in there because that's all you could fit in there. But that night, and he beat that. Like I stole money from him. He, just, <laughs> he, get, he get really stiff out there. And at some point, I was fighting back, and he said, diamond cutter. And I just snatched him and took it out of nowhere. And the roof blew off. And now people are, you know, they can't believe I hit Randy with a diamond cutter. And then they started that rumbling thing. And I just laid there. And he laid there. And I let it go and go until it got so loud. And then I just laid my arm across him. One, two, three. And the place exploded. They went crazy because I beat Randy. And it was so loud in there, but it was like God put a cone of silence over us. And I could hear him say, well, guess we know what we're doing for spring stampede. <laughs> now, that would be the pay-per-view that we're going to be at tomorrow. Tomorrow night. Yeah. And like <laughs> I've been told I was going to win matches or go over in matches. It never happened. Because by the time it got to the guy supposed to do the job, uh, he go for it's like politics with muscle. So Randy knew that he could lift me up like really big if he let me beat him. And the next I, I did not take it seriously, like, oh my God, Randy's gonna put me over. I didn't take it seriously until I was walking to the ring. Because anything could change. Mm. Right. Until you go out that curtain, anything can change. And I've seen it change, like, boom. Like, right before someone went out there. So, you never let yourself think it. But when it happened, it was even bigger than the world title. Because I went from here to there. Because that feud would go on. We were the feud of the year. And that beat... Bret Hart and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Wow. Like, that was a huge feud. But the fans voted for me and Randy. I was the hottest wrestler. Me and Stone Cold Steve Austin in 1997 were the two hottest guys in the business, which wow. was super cool, you know? Hello, friends. I'm Craig Lawson, and I help Kevin and Steph with all the tech stuff for the show. But today, I have a request for you. Kevin and Steph will soon be recording their 200th episode. In the podcast world, this is a big accomplishment. According to Forbes, only 8% of podcasts uploaded over the past week had created more than 10 episodes, let alone 200. And we want to celebrate with you. We would love for as many listeners as possible to give us a call at 614 699 0604 and leave them a voicemail. Let Kevin and Steph know what Tell Us a Good Story means to you, or tell them what's been your favorite episode or story, or just call to congratulate them. 
It's easy to do. Just give them a call at 614-699-0604, listen to the cute voicemail recorded by the Mason Kids, and then leave them a message. And even better, your message might appear on air for the 200th episode. I will put the phone number in the show notes for you, and please call by November 30th, 2023. And as always, thank you for listening to Tell Us a Good Story. So to circle back, how were you and Kimberly when Macho Man and Elizabeth called you guys out? Expose that. Yeah. yeah what was it. your guys' reactions? I loved it, you know, because it put so much attention mm-hmm. or like, why would you care? But it was all about our fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Here's what's funny, Dallas. I mentioned this past weekend to a friend of mine that we were going to be talking to you. The first thing he said was, is he still married to Kimberly? <laughs> and I had to, I had to break the news to him. Like, no, 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 that's that's a long time ago, my friend. But he still remembered that, and he's like my age, right? He's in his forties, and that was the first thing he asked Dallas, which is hilarious. Well, let me tell you, my my wife that I'm with today, Kimberly, and they love each other. Her first name is Paige. No, so I thought you're thinking, oh my god, her name's Paige Page. <laughs> When I'm speaking, I do a lot of corporate speaking, and she, she always comes with me everywhere. And because uh, she's my head of you know, big business development, and she's got her master's from out, uh, I can't remember what school in California, but she's really, really smart, smart woman. Her maiden name is McMahon. Oh. But what's the odds of that? Paige McMahon. McMahon? Yes. That's funny. <laughs> All right. Let me, let me tell you. Let me let me tell you a story because you're you guys are married, right? We yes. are. Yes. Yeah, you're you're very in love. You can tell. Oh, uh, thank you. So I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you a story. So, I was dating Paige ten years ago, eleven years ago, and because of her age difference, which was eighteen years, and Kim and I ours is thirteen years, and it never it never it just happened to be like that. And Kim and I ended up moving you know in different directions because. She still wanted to go skiing all the time. And she wanted to go horseback riding. She wanted to do all these things that my body was too hard. Like, I know I could still rip down those slopes, but if I take one fall and tear my knees one more time, yeah, and I'm going to have to have a knee. Mm-hmm. And everything I've done has been to fight back the whole hands of time. So Kimberly and I, it was mainly because of that. And right now I'm hoping she's coming in as the COO of our company. You know, and we're very successful with DDP Yoga. And she's owned a piece of this the whole time. But I've been trying to talk her in to coming in because I really want her expertise. And her and Paige love each other. So I mean, Paige. And Paige is just beautiful, beautiful blonde. And so I'm going back to 11 years when I first met her. I'm going through TSA line. And she's right in front of me. And she looks back. She goes, are you friends with Ira Dean? And he's a buddy of mine. Okay. I said, and he spent the weekend with him because I did some charity thing here in town. She goes, you're Paige, aren't you? I said, yeah. She goes, so am I. I go, so are you what? She goes, my name's Paige. I go, get out of here. She goes, no, seriously. And I really met a lot of people back then. You know, that really first name was Paige. So long story short, we had exchanging numbers. And then I start learning about her and she'd done the big corporate deal, had, you know, the house and the jag and all that stuff and was working on Wall Street. 
negotiating, um, you know, multi-million dollar contracts. And her mom got lung cancer, never smoked a day mm. in her life. And she was going to quit her job. And they were like, no, please don't quit. We'll let you go and spend a week with your mom. And you come back and work for a week. Just don't quit. Now, when your mom gets better, you can come back to work. Well, she never got better and she passed and, and it killed Paige. And I didn't know her then. And her stepdad who raised her asked her to come and please clean out your mom's room because I can't even go in there. And she went there with her sister. And at some point, one of the drawers, she found her mom's bucket list, which was to see the seven wonders of the world. Climb Mount Kilimanjaro, climb Mount Fuji. There were these other things. And well, at that point, she went back and told her husband, I've got this great idea. We're financially sound right now. We're doing really well. Why don't we quit our jobs and follow my mom's bucket list? And he was like a super smart dude. You know, he's like, what? Are you crazy? No, we're not doing that. Well, eventually they divorced him. Somewhere down the line, I met her. And while she's doing that, she's also what's called an adventure athlete where it runs 100-mile races. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Never ran a 100-mile race in her life. Never went hiking. Never was a camper. Started training, ran a 100-mile race. <laughs> and um, one thing she did was she threw a backpack on her back and ran 170 miles through the Grand Canyon in six and a half days. Oh, that was, that's like, insane. That's, and I'm thinking... This chick makes Kimberly look like a wallflower. <laughs> you know, like, I'm not going through that again, you know. And and so I nicely broke up with her. And I told her where I was at, you know, what was happening. She goes, you're a stand-up dude. So I never forgot that. And then about four, a little over four years ago, I'm on Facebook. And I see this video of her. And she's like, hey, guys. Today's the end of my mom's bucket list. Here I am on the Great Wall of China about to spread the last of her ashes. Mm. I was like, wow, that's a big ask of yourself. I'm going to go to see the seven wonders of the world. I'm going to climb the mountains. I'm going to do all the other things. And I just called her up. I hadn't talked to her in close to seven years. Left her a message. She called me back. We talked. You know, at some point I'd said to her, I said, I'd really like to uh, like maybe go to dinner again. You know, just get to know each other again. She goes, why don't we get to know each other just talking for starters? And we asked each other the questions nobody asked in the beginning. You find mm. out later, God, I didn't know you were like that. <laughs> uh, three months later, I was going my way because we had a neutral spot in Chattanooga to meet at a place called The Dwell, this super cool little boutique hotel. And uh, on our way there, she had sent me a text. Because I already knew I was a love her after three months. Because I wasn't with anybody. And that's very rare for me. The rarest of rare. And so I told her at some point, you know, we're going to get married. I didn't ask her. I told her we were. And I said, don't worry about it. I'm going to do everything. She's like, what? And she had already sworn that she was never going to get married again to her brother, her sister, everybody. And uh, two years to the day, with the help of my daughter, Brittany, who is amazing, 
put together my magical wedding at the Dwell. And I just rented out the whole thing. I called. I'd said at one point, we have a small wedding. Who do you want there? And she gave me this list like, I don't know. Okay. And we have a huge Christmas party every year. And she came over to me and she threw her arms around me. And she goes, please don't tell me you're marrying me tonight. <laughs> and I just burst out laughing. I go, no, but maybe tomorrow. You know, knowing that it was going to be in three more days. Oh, my gosh. And I called her brother. I'll never forget. I said, Brian, listen, I'm going to uh, throw a surprise wedding for Paige. He's like, uh, are you sure that's a good idea? I said, yeah, I'm positive. She goes, you know, she told me she was never getting married again. I go, trust me. You know? And bottom line, it was, it was so cool because she had no idea until we got to the bottom of the stairs and that curtain opened up and then there was her family. Oh. And my family. And we got down and asked her to marry right there. Now she's like crying, walking on cloud nine, but she has no idea where we walk back towards where the any area is. Surprise. There's 120 more people. <laughs> and it just was a, such a trip. Uh, look, look up TMZ. Okay. Uh, Diamond Dallas Page surprise wedding. But we got married. Right then. Two years, two years to the day. All right, Steph, I'm going to test you again here. What is your favorite book of all time? Uh, obviously, it's the Bible, Kevin. <laughs> yes. Nailed it. Very good. This time, you didn't say the book we wrote called You Met Her Where. But it's still a really good book. That is true. And it would make a great gift for friends or relatives on their birthday or for Christmas. Friends, you can order your copy of our book titled You Met Her Where at KevinAndSteph.com. And we will make sure to personally sign a copy for you or whoever you want. And as always, thank you for listening to Tell Us a Good Story. Can I give one more fun fact, Dallas, about you? All right. All right, Steph. So, like we mentioned, he's the creator and owner of DDP Yoga. Mm -hmm. In February 2014, Dallas presented his company on ABC's Shark Tank. <gasps> Ooh. The company then had over a million dollars in sales the next five days following the show when it aired, and it turned his company into a multi-million dollar business. So... How did it work out, Dallas? Did they make you an offer and you declined it? Did no. No, no offers. No. No. Well, at the end, Mr. Wonderful made a ridiculous offer. 50% for $200,000. Because their whole thing was, well, he wants it for an app. Be honest. It's a, it's a real procedure to get on Shark Tank. Right. And, you know, our app, which, you know, we were already building at that time doing the, you know, the infrastructure for it at that point, I didn't want any of their money. And I said, I've got something that's going to be timeless. It's never going to go away. It's not going to be P90X. It's not going to be time. Oh, it's not going to be a flash of pan. Yoga has been around forever. I said, I'm going to be around with this forever. And long after I'm gone, the, the day I die, if I die in the next two seconds, DP Yoga will quadruple because mm. no one, has the stories that we do. And of course, since it's my company and I'm the CEO of the company, I get all the credit, but I always give the credit back to my whole family of people who work with me because without them, I never have the success that I have. I got right. a really amazing follow through crew 
And all those stories will come out. Like right now, I can't tell you who the company is, but there is a huge company. It's a film company that have the rights to resurrection right now. And it started off to be a film, but then they asked me, would I be interested in making it a series? And I said, how does that work? He said, well, you know, there's a lot of comedy in you and Jake. I said, believe me, I know. He goes, this would be like a, a dramedy. And I said, whatever work to make that message get out there, as long as they stay true to the fact of what resurrection is. And resurrection is a buddy who is lost, you know, and fall, yep. falls down. You know, quite a bit in the beginning. Jake's been sober for 10 years now. No one would believe he could do it for six months. Never wow. mind 10 years. 10 years. I said, as long as we don't lose that, and you're going to do that with the comedy? He goes, but you, you know what kind of comedy we do. There's times where, like, we don't want to put you guys in positions where you look stupid. I go, bro, I've watched your comedy. A lot of your comedy. You make stars look stupid. I go... I don't care. As long as you stay true to the character and the storyline. You know, they, they came and spent three days of two different times. Really? And now they're working on okay. putting a pitch mm -hmm. deck. And then they'll pitch it to different networks. And uh, just because of their name and who they are and their success rate. Yeah. And they really want to do this. I, I consider it all positive bullshit. You know, until it happens, because that's how you have to take everything in entertainment in general. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, right. just like, oh, you're going to be the world champion tonight. Yeah, okay. If you like what you hear, please tell someone about us. As soon as this episode is over, go tell your spouse, your closest friend, a parent, a coworker, or share one of our posts on social media. However, if you don't like what you're hearing, please do not. Don't tell anyone. Don't tell anyone. Don't tell anybody. Just disregard this message. Don't worry about Forget it. about us. Yep. Go on with your merry day. And to get more information about us or our entire catalog of episodes, be sure to check us out at kevinandsteph.com. Thank you for listening to Tell Us a Good Story. Well, listeners, for more information about Dallas, you can go to his social media pages, both on Instagram and Facebook. It's DDP Yoga. His app, you can go on there. It's DDP Yoga Now. I'd highly recommend you download that app. It is fantastic. His website ddpyoga.com and his speaker website is dallaspage.com and we'll put and all those go ahead let me just say and, and anybody who wants to try it's like you get seven days for free so it'll cost you nothing and i know people have said oh my you'll kill me with your workouts my workouts start off in bed like you can't get out of bed for six workouts and then sitting in a chair called chair force they're called our rebuild program then using a chair, that's how I had to do it in the beginning. Using a chair to help me get up and get down and start to break up scar tissue and create balance again and mobility. And now we have a whole nother section. We have like severe back pain and back pain area. The guy who works with me, one of my instructors is also a physical therapist and Matt just came up with a bunch of ones with my head of uh, certification, Josh, around the shoulders, around the knees. And then it goes from beginner to psycho extreme. And the app isn't just about workouts. Like 
we have what food you put in your body. And most people aren't educated and, and, or they don't want to know. They want to be an ostrich and put their head in the ground until all of a sudden they're having a bunch of different issues and then they want it to fix right away. Well, it doesn't work like that. Right. It's called over time. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. You can either take care of your wellness on a day-to-day basis, or you'll be forced at some point to take care of your illness. So we're constantly adding new stuff. And then there's so much inspirational stuff there. And that's what's important. You know, I, I never use the word motivate, like I said earlier, where we got on the air. Because motivation is not why people are successful. It's inspiration. They're inspired to be disciplined and take care of themselves. And that's really what I preach. And I'm not the guy smoking a cigarette. You should really quit smoking. (laughs) I'm telling you something, I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, well, Dallas, first off, thank you for saying yes to us. Yes. We appreciate this. Second, you're even nicer than I expected you to be. But (laughs) I'm blown away by your heart to help people. Mm. Like that just radiates from you, Dallas, in regards to it's not about the money. It's not about selling a product. It's literally a heart to serve people because of what you found, what's what's helped you. And mm-hmm. so God bless you, sir, for what you're doing, because y- you have literally made such a difference in a lot of people's lives. So thank you for what you do. I appreciate it. So here's the deal. I'm going to hook you guys up with the app. Okay. <laughs> you, you get a hold of Marlon and send him after you guys, well, how I told you to do it, send him your email after you signed up. And then he'll turn it on for you guys. And then let's do like 60 days later, you come back and you'll see like, there's a, there's so much more on that app. It took me three and a half years. It's called BFR, blood flow restriction, begin therapy. And what you're doing is you don't lift heavy weights. You lift 20 to 30% of your maximum load. Like that arm right there is like a rock. And it wasn't like that before I started putting the BFR into my dynamic resistance. Okay. And then I just recently, seven months ago, added the weights and my body, I had going to be 68. I'm not afraid to get old because I do take care of my wellness, but that's going to be another thing on the app. But I go there, get started, get back to Marlin, and then I'll tell you all about the retreat we're building oh. and everything else in another time. So mm-hmm. listen, you know, you know how to get a hold of me back. Okay. Yes. You know how to get the app. Now it's on you. Hey, Perfect. Dallas. Thank hey. you. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Friends, we want to encourage you to please follow us wherever you listen to this, whether it's on the Apple Podcast app, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or one of the other platforms. You guys, it's completely free. And while you're there, feel free to give us a rating or a nice review. Thank you for listening to Tell Us a Good Story.